0: Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa.
1: Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the UK Investor Magazine mobile app. Um, Before we start the podcast, I just want to draw everybody to the virtual seminar that uh, we held yesterday, the 30th of June there is now a video recording of the uh, the webinar there, if anybody missed it. So that's available on the video section of the UK Investor Magazine. It was quite a broad seminar. We, we covered um, FTSE 100 companies due to US shares to um, the, the smaller companies and, and startup companies that are going to be driving the UK recovery as well. There were some uh, interesting investor presentations there, uh, particularly from a company called Sion Canode operating... Uh, a smart metering business so um, moving on to uh today's topics and um, we're joined again very kindly by alan green alan thank you very much for, for being on the podcast today
0: thank you jonathan thank you for having me back
1: so let's let's start alan by looking at the markets because just we're uh, recording this uh I'm um, just coming up to uh, to lunchtime, but we've seen a very, uh, very abrupt movement down in the FTSE 100 just in the last uh, um, half an hour or so on, uh, on on Wednesday morning. We've been trading in a very tight range in the FTSE 100 for, for, for probably about two weeks now. It's sort of bouncing around from 6,100, getting back up to around that sort of 6,300 level, but not showing much commitment to uh, to break that very tight range. We are starting to see a some concerns coming into markets in regards to potential lockdowns coming back in. We, we obviously saw a very, very strong rally on the reopenings, but now the market's shifting its uh, its attention towards uh, potential lockdowns. Obviously, it's been uh, a localised announcement in uh, in Leicester, and if you look at the United States, they're having a big spike in uh, in cases there. But, you know, they're, they're obviously down to their gov- their governors there in terms of uh, putting in their own lockdown measures. I and mean, do, do you think that, I mean, the UK could see a full lockdown again? And, and do you think Boris Johnson could commit to that? And And, you know, if they do, do you think investors will look through that to next year when there's potentially a vaccine? Or do you think that they're going to say, well, you know, we've had one lockdown, we've had another one, this could be going on for some time, and really we could see a big wave of selling coming back into it?
0: Well, Jonathan, I think, um, as we said last week, we're seeing the ebb and flow of the markets as the news flow develops, um, and we we start to exit the total lockdown, but, uh, but given the nature of this disease, and also the pictures, of course, of a rammed Bournemouth Beach, and um, and beaches across the south of England, frankly, being uh, being chock full. Um, it's inevitable, I think, the R number is going to rise again. And of course, in Leicester, um, we've seen the the lockdown there in the city. There was an announcement um, uh, about an hour ago that um, the Leicester, the the what happened in Leicester with the lockdown could well be repeated in other cities across the southeast. And of course, I think that caught the markets on the hop. So. We've seen the FTSE drop. It was trading at 6.118 and it's dropped down to 6.120 in the space of about sort of 20, 25 minutes. Um, We're going to see these sorts of of movements. I I mean, this is no surprise, really. We're going to get good news. I'm going to get bad news. Of course, we're also seeing these funding initiatives for recovery from COVID being announced by governments around the world. The, The US with its huge package, of course, Um, US markets finished very strongly last night. And of course, Boris, uh, Boris the Builder, you know, with his build, build, build scheme. Um, And of course, you know, this going forward, it's going to provide stimulus for various or certain uh, sectors of industry, Um, obviously construction sector and, and uh, other sectors will, uh, will most likely benefit from this too. But, um, but it's going to be um, interspersed with um with lockdowns of course there is always the elephant in in the room which is a big second wave occurring and if that occurs when we have a vaccine developed or treatments developed as we are seeing then of course they serve to mitigate the risk further but in the interim this this is just typical of the moment i believe we're going to see certainly over the summer months and probably up to the end of the year
1: Indeed. So I, th- I think there's an interesting point there. You mentioned Bo- Boris, the builder. I mean, for the house builders, that's uh, that's going to be certainly an interesting sector because uh, the re- reduction in the regulations around uh, you know planning, that could mean sort of more sort of private, smaller builders look at, uh, you know, redeveloping and renovating existing properties. Uh, and, you know, what effect does that have on um, first-time buyers? So they look um, towards these... And properties that are going to be done on a smaller scale, mm. uh, and the government going to be able to deliver on their promises of uh, I can't remember how many it was, but it was a, a huge number of uh, affordable houses. I mean, this is a yeah. this is a promise that has been made for the last decade and ha- is yet to be delivered on. So it's very difficult to see how that 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 transitions into uh you know more h- houses available on the market for the first time buyers. yeah I mean,
0: I, I mean they're bringing forward five billion of funding which uh, in itself is not a huge amount of money you know given the uh g- given the sort of numbers being uh, being sort of talked about by other governments in particular the us i think it was uh, it was um it was running in, it, 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 into in well it was it was seventy i think seventy five to hundred billion um so you know it, it's not in set against that it's not a huge amount of money but um i imagine uh rishi sunak's a pretty pretty switched on guy i imagine that they will uh introduce further financial initiatives to stimulate other parts of industry um as we go forward but these are all positive steps um but as I said, that's going to be interspersed with um, with you know mini shocks such as the such as the uh, possible lockdowns in other cities, and this is just something that we're going to have to get to live with. And of course, what happens is when the markets first hear about this, there is a shock. But um, uh, as we go further forward, um, those that news such as that will is less likely to be a shock. So um, because of course you've then got. Uh, um, and historical precedent set uh, with the reaction by the markets to the previous announcement. So, um, so this is just something. And I think uh, if you're a long-term investor, stick with it. It's going to, it, you know, you you have got to ride the ride the sort of um, ride the roller coaster. Really, that's that. That's all we can say.
1: Indeed, I mean, if you if you look over five-year periods, even going back to the financial crisis, you know, the longer term investors with with deft moves at times like this. Um, we do see a, a steady increase in equity markets over time.
0: Very much so. Like. But
1: there, there, there has been some sectors hit more heavily than others, and that's obviously the one of the the travel sector has been one of those such sectors. We I think we've discussed previously the airlines. Um but there's a company that we've been looking at uh, this week, Alan, and that and that's on the beach. Mm. uh we, you know, it, it's one that's had tremendous growth, uh, you know, very much, you know, that source of business probably could have been seen, um, you know, as part of the demise as, as Thomas Cook, you know, they, they weren't quick to, to move their, uh, you know, their offering online, they obviously had the, the overhead cost that On The Beach doesn't have. Um, but i sort of looking at uh, the company and what it's done recently, do you think the renewed interest for holidays and, you know the, the restrictions that will still be on these holidays. Does that provide the opportunity for profitability for on the beach going forward?
0: Well, I, I believe it does, Jonathan. Uh, uh, and I think um, um, w- uh, yesterday, after the uh, after the uh, announced the, the results from on the beach were announced, um, the, the interim results, um, a note was published by Atlantic Capital Markets uh, on on the company. Um, it's uh, very topically titled. It's time to go back to the beach, in spite of COVID nineteen. Of course, images spring to mind of Bournemouth Beach and others. But nonetheless, um, I think what's the, uh Atlantic made several points in the in the, uh, the, the, the their note on the company. Um, they said that uh, prior to the escalation of COVID nineteen, the company had been trading well. Um, total holiday sales grew by. Uh, nearly thirty percent for summer twenty twenty departures, and of course that was partly fueled by the collapse of Thomas Cook Group. But um, on the beach, their fixed costs in comparison to Thomas Cook are are, are, are minimal. Um, the, the other thing is that um, the company uh, raised money in a placing um, and boosted their cash position uh, to fifty million on the twenty second of May. Um, and obviously, you know, you've got investors putting money into a holiday company in the middle of the COVID crisis, that's a pretty positive sign. And the bank and the, the company also have access to a 75 million uh, funding facility, which currently remains undrawn. Um, so so the, the CEO is pretty bullish and um, explained how the company responded to the COVID crisis, but um, they are confident about the future and they're confident they've got the infrastructure to, to deliver. Um, and Atlantic just made the point at the end that um, that uh, it's got um, on the on the beach has a very innovative business model and a very low cost base, and this coupled with a strong cash position, it might be a contrarian trade for some. Um, and the strong shareholder support for the May placing, they rate the stock as a, as a buyer going forward. They've got a the the, the charting position on this is quite interesting because. Um, it's uh since I think it, in April it regained the fifty-day moving average on the chart, and they're they're targeting a return by the stock to the level of the two hundred-day moving average, which is currently at three fifty-eight p by the end of this month. So be interesting to watch, but 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 I think um I think the business model sets them apart from others, um and and you know they, I'm sure there will be other casualties in the holiday sector, the bigger holiday companies that have huge cost bases will suffer as a result of this and on the beach i think are ideally positioned to pick up the fallout from that
1: indeed so it's uh by by no by no means um you know completely plain sailing for them but they they are building themselves and their business model does lend themselves to the current environment so that's a company that in operating very much in the digital space that uh, I'll be keeping a, a close eye on certainly
0: I should say, I should say as well that the the uh, the note on the on the beach um the, the, the uh, on the beach by Atlantic Cap, Atlantic Capital Markets is on the branduk.net website so branduk.net if you go there look under research you'll find uh, you'll find it under the Atlantic Capital Markets page
1: Perfect. Do, do check that out. So staying within the digital uh, sector, we're going to look now and discuss very briefly, Alan, Myriad Advertising. Yes. So this is, this is quite in, an interesting company and quite topical at the moment because over the last five years, we've seen a big shift in advertising spend from brands towards Facebook. But as has been very well publicised in the last few days, there is a very broad boycott of, uh, of Facebook. Some of it's very limited just to uh, the month of July. Some, some bigger brands um, are, are going through to the end of the year. This is obviously due to uh, hate speech and such, like being uh, promoted around their adverts on Facebook. So that, you know, Facebook has been taking um, quite a significant share of the advertising market. But if that, uh, that spend now has to go elsewhere companies such as Myriads could be beneficiaries of that um, going forward. So that's probably looking forward, but they've had some recent updates uh, Recent, recently, Alan. So what do they look like?
0: Okay, so Myriad, um, as you say, they're they're in a very interesting space in the industry and one, I think, that um, has seen increasing focus with the lockdown. Um, so what Myriad do... Um, As I'm sure we've all done, um, when we record programs from the TV channels and also when we're watching uh, programs on Netflix, um, if there are ads, we will press the skip ad button and just wind forward. And and it's what everyone does. Um, So, of course, the challenge is now for advertisers um, uh, that they're saying to the TV channels, well, we're, we're just not getting the same value that we used to get from our ads because everyone's winding through. Um, and you, you can see that happening, and I think that problem has really come into focus during the lockdown, with everyone watching the box sets and watching um, watching Netflix. Um, so, myriad had painted a technology that um, inserts products into into in, into into programming. So, for example, you and I could be sitting watching. Uh, uh, um, well, watching watching a TV show and uh, maybe there's a kitchen scene and there's a, a can of drink in the kitchen um, and maybe you'll be watching it and you'll see a can of Fanta um, and I'll be watching it and I'll see a can of Coca-Cola. So the technology basically places the advertising and of course with content now being streaming, um uh with netflix in particular of course you have you have a profile of user it's then easy to put that uh to put put an advertisement or product into the program that appeals to the user um so the company myriad um they they're basically well funded through to uh, late 2021 um they've got a market cap currently of about 40 44 million um trading shares 20 20p um there, it's a reasonably racy valuation. They generated one point one million in revenues last year, and they project two point two million in twenty twenty. The the management are very cautious in projecting uh, forward revenues because we discussed BedStack, of course, and uh, a, a few weeks ago, and how how their projections basically fell by the wayside and uh, the the issues that they have. So. Myriad are at the opposite end of the spectrum in in that regard, and they're very cautious projecting revenues going forward. But they have agreements that they have a very lucrative agreement with Tencent Video in China, which, of course, is Tencent are absolutely huge. And um, the the product placement uh, is going very well there. Um, and in fact, in a recent interview, the CEO Stefan Berenger said that uh, they'd see more activity in April than than for all of last year with Tencent. So that's really, really positive. Um, they have agreements all over Europe, uh, France TV, uh, uh, Connaiss and others, and they also have an agreement in the UK with Channel Four. So that they're, they're trialing and testing and rolling out this uh, this solution. The, the largest market for them, of course, is the US um, and uh, they're, they're, they're being trialled in markets over there. Um, and I think this company has an incredibly bright future because they, at a stroke, they are solving what is uh, in, becoming an increasingly uh, uh, problematical issue for uh, TV channels offering value for money to to advertisers. And I think this is the perfect solution um, offering in, in content branding.
1: Yes, I mean, it, it, I mean that's the way the advertisers go at the moment. It has to be the, you know, the contextual side of things uh, is that's going to win out over time. Obviously, you get the mass markets through Facebook, so any advertising or ad tech that's going to survive is very much focused on the audience that any particular brand uh, wants to focus on, um, which to some extent, you can do targeting on Facebook ads, but you can't um, have the context of any one publisher. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, technology such as, uh, myriads can provide. So that's going to be, uh, again, a very interesting uh, company to see how they are able to benefit from the boycott of, of Facebook. And if it does last them, I mean, it's going to be very exciting for, for such companies. So just um, move on to the last company that we're going to touch on, Alan. Now, this is one that we've discussed uh, on numerous occasions, and it's got a very interesting developing story. And that's, Ecr Minerals. What's the latest instalment from them?
0: Okay, well as we speak, uh, Jonathan, the the shares are are are, are a lot higher today. Um, the company announced yesterday its um, its uh, in, interim uh, results um, uh, for the uh, for the six months to the thirty first of March, um, and uh, shares are pushed higher this morning. But um, the the company have um, uh, the in essence, they are they are gold explorers, and they and they they have a number of projects and licenses across uh, across Australia. Um, they also have uh, um, they also have a net smelter agreement with a uh, w- with a a gold project in Argentina, up to 2, two, two percent to a maximum of two point seven million US dollars in respect of future production. And the company also announced recently they sold licenses. In Australia, to the Evoca, Moonbill, and Timor gold exploration projects to TSX listed Fosterville South exploration. They got, they generated $500,000 um, uh, up front, and uh, um, the potential consideration going forward is up to two and a half million based on certain parameters being being achieved. They've also received a number of R&D receipts from the Australian government uh, during the year. So the company are well-funded, but it's key projects um, are the Bayliston and Cresc projects uh, in, in, in the Victoria region in, in Central Australia. And uh, what is interesting here is that um, the, the company announced recently that uh, um, there were a number of discussions ongoing taking place in respect of potential commercial transactions over both Bayliss and Kresik projects. Now, Kresic, um Kresic confirmed very high gold mineralization at the project. So they they undertook a, a they use a system called full bag testing and um uh, uh, it, uh to 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 cut a long story short, they found a lot of gold nuggets. In the bag, testing that they are So, so, so that's that's obviously generated an awful an, an awful lot of interest with the Bailistan uh, license. Um, um, Australian mining giant Newmont, uh, which uh, which are they're worth billions of dollars, um, uh, recently um, applied for a license um, uh, adjacent to the Bayliston project, and of course the the geology across both licenses runs into the two. Um, There's also the Fosterville gold mine, which is close by, which is a gold-producing mine. So it's in a gold-producing region. And obviously, um, we discussed last week the potential devaluation in currencies as a result of the the money printing and the uh, fiscal stimulus measures being undertaken by governments. What this has had is a a huge effect on the gold prices. It's it's propelling the gold price higher. So anywhere there where there is almost a certainty of gold is seeing a real... a real sort of uh, real investor interest, and uh, in the case of in the case of small gold miners like ECR with tiny market caps, potentially if they have a big find there, it could be it, it could be a ten bagger or more. Um, but clearly that's that's sort of still speculative. But certainly what's what has been produced so far from those two licenses is, is very encouraging. And I think off the back of the results summary yesterday, uh, there's been a lot of interest and an awful lot of trading in the stock.
1: Yeah, so as you said there, potentially a lot of upside there, but it is obviously towards that the higher risk end of uh, very much of the market. Yeah. But uh, you know, certainly you know, a broad portfolio of, of such companies, you do see these tremendous gains in them. Um uh, but very interesting uh, uh interesting story there, um from from ECR which is which is still uh developing. So I'm sure Alan that'll be one that we discuss again in the future at some points.
0: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this. I think uh, there will be further announcements uh, lined up during the summer. So, so we, we will speak about that, that again.
1: Fantastic. So as uh, as a recap of the companies that we've touched on today, so we discussed On The Beach, whose ticker is OTB. Um, it was Myriad Advertising, who trades under the ticker of MI. R I and ECR minerals on the ticker of E C R. So Alan, thank you very much for being with us today.
0: Thank you, Jonathan.
1: Brilliant. So we'll no doubt be speaking again next week. And just a reminder, um, the uh, conference from yesterday, the online conference from UK investor magazine, we're going to be putting a link to the video in the notes of this podcast, and it's also available on the UK Investor Magazine